Okay, hopefully you kept all that in, but hello, hello, <laughs> and welcome to Finding the Ellen Love, a podcast where I'm still trying to figure out where it is, but that's okay, because one of the things that I found out recently with some different fun things in my life is that uh, it's interesting to see different dynamics that love plays, not only in our relationships, but also with our relationships with family, with friends, and that is an area that I feel super, super hashtag blessed about is the the circle I have around me. So today I thought, what better day to talk about family dynamics than with my cousin, Carly. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. You know, just living life. I found this uh, photo album. So if you want to describe for the listener. Okay. Well, I also saw the photo behind me of us behind what we thought was Pocahontas' break. Yeah, our parents lied to us, and maybe we'll talk about that later in the podcast, but basically, uh, we thought that... Um, John Smith and Pocahontas were buried near Elle's house. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. They were just, like, basically in the backyard of rural Ohio. It's fine. It's fine. So, but yeah, what's going on in this picture? Um, Is that Mommy Bay? Yeah. Oh, of course it is. One of the many slumber parties there for sure. Yes. Yeah, so Tosh model. Tosh model, yeah. Tosh spice. You know, everyone had a different spice they wanted to be. But yeah, so Carly is two years older than me. Um, she has been married for four years now. Almost four years, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. And I really enjoy her husband. And I just think that they are, I think as time goes on, I've always admired you. And like in high school, I was like, what is Carly wearing to the prom? And what is she doing here and there? And like, you know, all that different stuff. So now I feel like our relationship is even better. And that makes me feel happy. And I just feel like you guys have such a strong relationship together. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about that and just you know, kind of unwrap some of the things, our views from childhood and how that's shaped our relationships, you know, today. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and get started. And I'll start with that question and I'll do a little lead in. But basically, I've had an interesting situation in my personal life uh, recently that has kind of ended for now in a friendship. And um, I was talking with my therapist last week and when I was talking to her, I said, you know what, this really bothered me, like, because I felt like I was letting someone walk away and we were able to kind of make this connection of, okay, well, you like being in control because you didn't have control. Like, for example, in my parents' divorce um, when I was younger. And so I felt like that was a big revelation for me this week was just like, okay, I want to control this situation and I want it to be on my terms because I didn't have that control when I was younger. And I truly think when you're a child, it really shapes everything that you go through later in life or your views, your ideals, all of it. And you don't really realize it until you're an adult. So that being said, is there anything from childhood that you feel like shaped your future relationships? It doesn't have to necessarily be the one that you're currently in or your views on marriage, your views on, you know, relationships in general. So growing up, my parents kind of had an interesting relationship just because of the history that they had. Um, my dad was married before and had two children, and he was married very young. So he was only about 19 years old, I think. And in my opinion, that's just like too young. You're not mature. You don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people used to do that. But now, I mean, especially when people are waiting until they're 30 to get married, it's just kind of crazy to think about. And so that kind of had brought a lot of baggage into my parents' relationship. 
And my parents' relationship, I think, started pretty fast because they had me. Like, I think my mom got pregnant with me right after they got married. So I feel like with my dad being married before, it um, gave them a rougher start because they had to deal with two children. They had to deal with an ex-wife. They had to deal with a bunch of family dynamics, families accepting each other and things like that. So for me, I was kind of, I had a shitty relationship in high school and it was just like a very like passionate up and down and it was just overall ridiculous. So I was kind of resistant to the thought of marriage for a little bit in like my early 20s. And I think what changed everything for me was really realizing like, how big of a key communication is in a relationship and how you need like a basis of friendship in order to build upon that. Yeah. And fall back on. I think that's really strong. And I think now when everyone's just so driven by what's the final result going to be when we have everything at our fingertips, Mm -hmm. like I know I've gotten discouraged when it's like things have taken a while to build on like an app and it's like, Mm -hmm. well, why hasn't he asked me out yet? And it's like, well, maybe some people are trying to build that friendship Because it is a strong base, and I know that I struggle a bit with that. Um, You and I kind of have a similar situation where our parents, our fathers were married before to other people and had children. Um, And I I do kind of see that playing a role. And it's interesting now that I'm almost 30 and single, that I'm starting to see, I swear, I just changed my age restrictions in Bumble, and I bumped (laughs) them up a little bit. And it's like everyone has a child. It's not a bad thing. I was like, why was my youngest like 25? I'm not trying to do this right now. But um, there were so many, like so many people that are just like single dad of two. And it's like literally everywhere I'd swipe. And so it's just interesting or just like recently divorced and Mm -hmm. or just like looking for a third. Like there's just so many different. It's just crazy how things flip. And so I... I try to remember that I should be open to that type of thing because it's what our parents did. And like, as we get older. And I don't really think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that that was a bad thing for my parents. I think what was hard is if you're not confident in who you are and you're not confident in what your relationship has potential to be, you're forever going to be comparing yourself to the marriage he had before or the children Mm -hmm. he had before and those things. And that's just human nature. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially with females, low self-esteem. And I mean, you're not not older, but you're 30. So you're just more of established of a person. You're not doing 20. And I think you can just be more mature about it and realize like you could have been dating anybody and had a baby with them. Mm -hmm. That could have happened to you a bunch of times. It could have happened to me. And so I don't think that that's a bad thing to consider dating somebody who's been married or who has kids because, I mean, how awesome would it be to, like, have those children in your life, too? Yeah. Just as long as everyone's on the same page. Right. No, and that can take some some work, but I think you nailed it because it's just – It's just something that you just never, like, growing up, I didn't necessarily expect to be part of that. And now it's like, okay, well, this Mm -hmm. wouldn't be something that would be a, I don't even know, a deal breaker, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. And I think that that's hard just to be able, even if you're the most confident woman ever, just to be Mm -hmm. able to be the next person after that. I don't know how I'd react to that. Yeah. But, um, so, back to that, uh, 
relationship in high school that you just talked about and we don't have to delve into that but i'm just wondering like how have things changed since like kind of your first serious relationship as far as you finding who you're with today and what made that such a special connection so basically when i met my husband we met through mutual friends like i said i wasn't looking for a relationship at all so we basically just became very very close like we were we would be hanging out with a group of people and then we'd be up like after everybody and just sitting there and talking and just really getting to know each other and there was never an expectation of like sex or relationship or anything like that so I think that that gave us so much time to kind of grow our foundation and I mean, everyone would always joke with us that we liked each other, that we were going to get married, all this stuff. But my husband, like, wasn't looking for somebody to date either. Mm. Um, And we just literally became the best of friends. And I think that that is what makes us so strong today because, above all, we are each other's best friend. And that's what we always put first. And, you know, communication is our number one. We don't fight. We don't scream at each other. I mean, there's been plenty of times we're upset about something or don't agree, but we just have enough respect for each other that we'll sit down and have a conversation because, I mean, your partner in life never, I well, I would hope not um, set out to like maliciously hurt you. So right. if somebody does something that you don't agree with or that's hurting you or anything like that, I just think having an honest conversation like can fix a large portion of problems that people have do you ever feel like those conversations are uncomfortable um honestly not really and I don't want to sound cliche like I feel like I'm describing like this like fantasy of like oh just talk it out and everything's great but like the best thing about my husband is he has so much respect for me respect for our relationship and respect for our marriage that like I don't ever worry about coming to him about anything and so I don't we've just never we've just never had a relationship like that so I mean sometimes I don't want to bring things up but it's just how it is (laughs) like don't look at this month's credit card bill (laughs) yeah like I'm more of a I'm definitely more emotional than he is so I don't really hold things in so if it's happening it's coming out of my mouth I have a I have a question for you guys Mm -hmm. um so uh, I've been in a relationship for a while and I think one of the things that happens I, I feel like we communicate with each other pretty well and one of the things that we do when when the other person is clearly upset and they want to bring something up but maybe they're a little bit too heated or they're they're a little bit too keyed up is i'll say i'm not talking to you like this right now mm-hmm. right like i mm-hmm. i see that you're upset the 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 pitch that you're at it's just not gonna contribute to a meaningful conversation so mm-hmm. let's let you cool off and then we can talk about it afterward Uh, Have you guys ever had any moments like that? Yeah, I do. Um, I love that because, like I said, I'm definitely the more emotional one. And my household growing up always had a lot of passion in it. Um, My parents (laughs) were like, yeah, (laughs) were yellers, which isn't necessarily like a bad thing. They're just just naturally loud people, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and like they both were. So, and that's, that's how they communicated. So kind of when we were first together... 
I found myself like when I would get upset and it's always over the dumbest things, you know that because mm-hmm. they turned into like the biggest problems and they mean nothing. Right. Um, and if I ever started to get like louder or anything, I would always, but I was always subconsciously telling myself like, I want a, a relationship like this. I don't want to ever mm-hmm. make somebody feel bad. Right. And so we've like kind of caught ourselves before and just been like, we need to talk about this later or like, you know. Yeah. I think that that's normal and it's, it takes self-control. So I give you guys props. I will say I haven't had like serious relationships get to that point And I struggle. One of the things is like, even when I feel like they're in the heat of the moment and we're trying to talk something out, like I just have this feeling, can I, can I change their mind? Can I persuade them to think how I'm thinking right now? And so I don't necessarily shut it down. And I can see where that would just be so much healthier because like Carly said, you start with something small. It could literally be about who left the remote in the last spot. And then it just ends up into this huge thing. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's maybe something advice from from you guys on what to take into my next venture, you know? And I also feel like it's usually stemming from somewhere else, like... You're not really so upset that you can't find the remote. You're really upset because you're overly tired from work. Or, you know, my husband and I have been renovating our house for five years. We've gutted, like, every part of it. (laughs) It So, like, things like that. It's like, I'm just sick of this house. Mm -hmm. Like, I found myself when we were doing our kitchen. And I'm like, I'm sick of our house. I'm in a bad mood. But I'm always, like, like, when I feel myself getting a bad mood, I just tell him. I'm getting in a bad mood, so you just need to leave me alone for a little bit. And then that's it. I think that that comes with the maturity too. And like how you talked earlier about like being married at 19 and I, you know, there are people out there who make it work, but it's just like, I don't feel like at 19, I would have the the maturity to let stuff like that go. Oh, who I was at 19 was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't want anyone to remember her. <laughs> the people I would have married at 19 also. Yeah. Like, you know, no, that's a, that's a real thought I had recently too, is just like thinking of the people who I had crushes on or like who, you know, we maybe dated very loosely like five, six years ago. And now they're the ones who are married maybe with kids and stuff. And I'm like, I don't see myself with that person. Mm -hmm. I don't see myself filling that, that role. And so it's, it's so fascinating how our needs and our, wants evolve and I think that part of that comes with finding out who you are and I don't think that that necessarily happens in your I think parts of it contribute when you're in your late teens early 20s but I don't think it really happens till I'm still figuring it out shoot I also feel like you know when you're when you're 30 when you're in your late 20s or you're in your 30s and you're dating you're usually more established and more confident in who you are. So you're in a relationship because you want to be in a relationship. You're not in a relationship because you need to be in a relationship. You are capable of living on your own. You're capable of paying your own bills. You know that you can do it by yourself. So if you're going to choose to spend time with somebody, it's going to be because you want to, not because you're relying on them for something else. Dang. You said you wouldn't be good at this. You're just throwing (laughs) truths out left and right. I knew this would be great. Anything to add with that, Hufflepuff? <laughs> yeah, all of that. Uh, not only that, but uh, we, we kind of touched on this on an earlier pod. One of the things that I, I know that if if I, I've been in a relationship for 11 years now, and I'm in my mid-30s, and as you get older, what you want out of relationship changes. Like I think if if for whatever reason I were to be single, 
in the future, I don't even know if I would want to live with the person. Um, and that, <laughs> that's just being honest, you know, I like yeah, my yeah. space. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I like my home uh, the way that I like it. And, and yeah. And um, and so as you get older, you get more confident and you get more settled in into your routines. And there are just things about you that you, you don't want to change. And um, and yeah. Yeah. At, at 19, you're just looking for the cutest thing out there. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, may have a motorcycle, may have a, a, a dangly earring and a, Maybe a vanity plate. Right, right. <laughs> um, but when you get older, you realize that you need more than just a dangly earring and a fancy motorcycle. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe I haven't learned that lesson yet. I'm learning through this podcast. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you guys too, like, since we're talking about family, like, when you have these relationships and you meet other people's families and you, you know, maybe you date an only child or maybe you are an only child and you have someone who you're dating with multiple siblings. Like, how do you feel going into these types of relationships when family dynamics are different? Like, was that ever difficult? I don't think it was with you and your husband's family. I'm just curious how it's different when you think about your own family and then you go meet all these strangers. My in-laws are honestly really easygoing. They're a lot calmer than my family. (laughs) Their family is a lot smaller as well. I mean, like, I have a lot of cousins on both sides of my family. We still get together all the time. My family's really loud and just, like, has a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. His family, a lot of them have moved. So, and his brother is in his residency. So, he's always living in a different place. So, they're honestly pretty easygoing. It is weird, though, because... He, it's only him and his brother. So I find the most interesting part is like putting a girl in the dynamic because mm. his mom is definitely like a boy mom. She's more tomboyish. Like, and so like bringing me into the equation, like I just feel kind of, I mean, we all just laugh all the time because I'm definitely like girly and enthusiastic and want to do ridiculous things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But she's probably liking that. Like oh, some yeah. She's she's great. She, um, They both are so, so sweet to me, and they would do anything for us. And so I really lucked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a lot of horror stories, but. Right. I have a deep fear of, like, whoever it is meeting my family. <laughs> like, sometimes, not in a bad way for anyone who's listening and knows, but, no, it's just, like, they are loud. So when you come from like a quieter place, it, it can be really overwhelming. But so entertaining. Yes. Because that's what my husband thinks, like going to any of our family stuff, like he loves it. He <laughs> thinks it's so funny. He doesn't understand like everybody being together all the time, like Christmas still with all of our cousins. I'm mm-hmm. like, that. well, that's just what you do. Right. Like, we're all in our 30s, late 30s getting together. And it's really cool <laughs> if he thinks it. It's fun when he missed the one where one significant other fell into the mashed potatoes drunk. So, I mean, it's really a blessing. Yeah. Hufflepuff, have you ever, like, dated someone where it was weird going into their family or, like, felt really normal? My partner right now, uh, he and I, we have very different family situations. My family is very quiet, and we tend not to have a lot of children. His family is very loud, and they tend to have a lot of children. And so, and so growing up, I, I never had big Christmas family get togethers or anything like that. Our Christmases were always just our immediate family and, you know, just a time to relax and chill out. His family's definitely not that way. 
so I guess the the key thing going into it is if, if you have different backgrounds, you, you got to be accepting because everybody's family is different. And it doesn't mean that your family's perfect. Your family's just your family and their family is their family. Uh, so be open minded and, and be willing to have some new experiences uh, with, with, with a different family. Yeah, I like all of that. I think that's good points. What would your advice be for someone who is single out dating on the apps, things like that? Since you're someone who definitely went into this like from a best friend scenario and stuff and you met your your spouse like in person, as people say now, organically, like we're fruit or something. <laughs> Tell me what your advice would be for someone who's maybe exploring the apps. Does someone kind of take a break from the apps and see what they can find that's organic? or whatever like um i don't think that dating apps are bad i've never been on one because that like wasn't around hashtag relationship privilege no i'm just kidding so i don't think that that's bad at all i personally am not like i'm a very short texter you know that so Mm -hmm. i know that i would fail every single time meeting somebody (laughs) online because no one would continue to talk to me is she still interested yeah like like, why is she so rude i would definitely you want to know what i hear a lot is i think everyone needs to get rid of snapchat i don't know what it is but i feel like the first go-to thing when anybody meets Mm -hmm. is like what's your snap what's your snap and i'm so over it and like all it is is people like trying to get nudes no i know like and if he's snapping you he's snapping a bunch of people so Mm -hmm. i just feel like if you're meeting people that are obsessed with snapping and they won't talk to you on a regular text message or won't talk to you on a phone call Mm -hmm. then I think those are some red flags. I would agree. And I've definitely fallen for those red flags like four or five years ago. And then it's like you look at this person's Snapchat score, which, by the way, I encourage anyone to do if they're questioning how many snaps they're sending to other people. Sorry, I didn't mean to be creepy there, but it's a it's a tool available to all of us. Like, clearly, there's people when they ask me immediately, what's your snap? It's like, not what's your phone number. I guess I struggle with that a bit because some people aren't as willing to give out like their phone number because that's personal information. But it's like also my daily life, whatever I document on Snapchat is also personal information. I mean, you could Google anybody and pretty much find their address. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you give out a phone number? Right. No, seriously. I've never really been on Snapchat much, Mm -hmm. but I hear you can hide a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like if somebody can't, like, pick up the phone and have a normal conversation, then I don't know if they're going to be ready for a relationship anytime soon. It might be a fun hookup, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, that's what you're whatever looking people for. are looking for, yeah. But um, I don't think that that's what you're looking for. No, and not right now. I, but I don't know much about the apps. I'm like, I'm like a 50-year-old in 30-year-old's body. Yes. I mean, I think that that's good. And I've even started, like, when people start asking, like, well, what's your snap? I just, like, don't even respond anymore. Like, I'm trying my best to find interesting things to say as an opening instead of, like, hi, how are you? Because I feel like that's just, okay, you can have 80 other messages that say that. Mm -hmm. So I try to find stuff from, like, their profiles and stuff. And if they're not showing a photo of them with a dead fish, like, it's really kind of promising to me i'll i'll comment Honestly, on anything I think those pictures are kind of cute oh my gosh one of them. and this is why you've never been on a dating <laughs> app because you know how ridiculous how many times you see them are but oh if you're a dude like how many times are you getting your picture taken solo mm-hmm. my husband probably never okay that's true i take a picture of him and he's like no yeah. <laughs> 
No, and then, so then the ones that come through that are all selfies, I'm kind of like, I don't want to reach out to you. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I can't be picky, though. It's really hard. I don't know where I would meet somebody if I was single now, and I say that a lot to my clients, um, because I definitely don't have a job where I'm around other guys, and Mm. I don't know, maybe join a beach volleyball league in the summer. (laughs) I don't know. Dude, I did that, and there are some cuties. (laughs) There are some good-looking dudes. But, Absolutely, you know. yeah. Do you have any advice for me on that Hufflepuff? I know we've talked about this, but you said to reiterate or yeah, just uh, just be open-minded. You know, you know, there's uh, a lot of trash out there, like a lot, and <laughs> a lot of people aren't serious. They say that they want to find a relationship, but they're not serious about it, and that's kind of hard to deal with. There should be, like, a dating app for people that are, I guess, what is that, that coffee and beans thing where you have, like, you get beans for being good? Where I have to literally earn coins to talk to humans like if i wanted to play video games i would have stayed with this person for five or six years ago in their basement i'm not trying to do that i sure i guess what i would say there should be a dating app where like you get verified or something and it's like maybe i've given out too much game and i needed to develop this off podcast but basically dating for serious people right like how do you get verified for that though uh it's an independent process it's an independent review process where oh yeah, I have to go through your social media and check your income, <laughs> right, and and determine if you how many red flags you have. But it, there should be an app for serious people, uh, not people that are asking for your Snapchat. I thought um, that was Christian Mingle. No, they're probably the worst ones are on Christian Mingle. Probably, Sorry, I don't think yeah, yeah. yeah. um, we should do an episode where we like peruse farmers only. Is that yes. still a thing? You know, when I lived out in rural rural Ohio, more rural than what we talked about at the beginning. Um, that was my big thing was that I wanted to join farmersonly.com because I'm telling you, some of these farmers, they have banks sitting uh, on that land. Also, they do. Cute. Yeah. Hard workers. Yeah. 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 I mean, nothing's better than a guy that has a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. You have some passion mm-hmm. behind it. Yeah. Right. You're in everything. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there is anything else beyond the advice stuff, which we just talked about. Do you have any questions on what the dating life is like other than obviously you don't want to be in it i get it and i'm happy that you're not i just have sympathy okay <laughs> I just there it is feel uh-huh. bad. that's valid no it's i just valid. think it's hard it's hard when we live in such an artificial world where like all you do is look at social media profiles where people are just trying to impress each other and they're just it's hard to find genuine people yeah in friendships and relationships and yes getting older is hard enough with with trying to find those things and you lose touch with certain people and it's all good it's understandable but i get what you're saying there too so yeah your sympathy is great if you want to make a a monetary donation um (laughs) to like a fund where i can go out for drinks with friends no i'm just gonna put a flyer up at my work for you do it yeah (laughs) I mean, there's a hothead burrito right next door. Yes. There's got to be someone interested that likes Mexican food. Like Maybe one of my clients' sons will. Oh, my up. gosh. Now we're talking. Okay, this might be what it is. Just as long as they can peel off my number at the bottom and not my Snapchat. Yes. Well, then, I think that this has been a really fun episode that I've been wanting to do for a while. So thank you, Carly, for coming on. And we have now obviously moved to the new channel um or podcast whatever what is that even called like the new it's called a a feed 
a new feed. Oh, a new feed. Okay, thank you. Learn something new. Um, so a new feed. You can find the first three episodes of Finding the Ellen Love on the We Like Watching feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hopefully over the next few weeks, we'll be talking about some other things such as self-love, even the fun bridal parties since it's wedding season. Thank you guys so much for listening. And this has been Finding the Ellen Love.